keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bunion country well, we talked to him last week when he took third place in the uh, Leech Lake Walleye Tournament. Toby Kovalivog and his dad, Dean, and now you got them both here as they've just claimed the championship at the, uh, the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. How long have you guys been fishing this tournament together? Uh, we've been fishing it since it started together, although I took a couple years off. I think my dad has fished every single one of them with different partners, 20 years, yeah? So uh, it's an amazing deal we're... I think we were due. Uh, we put our we put our dues in for sure, and uh, an amazing experience. Yeah, I know you. Uh, this time of year, you fish a lot of tournaments. You fish the Eagles. You fish the, uh, of course, the Leech Lake, and you fish uh, this one. And you said twenty years with a couple different partners. Twenty years, uh, I fished this one, and uh, I've made a lot of good memories. But bar none, this is the best. <laughs> That's a it's a great day. Uh, what was the what was the secret today? You know, this was a special day. You're right, Kevin. You know, we, we, we found a little spot, a little corner yesterday where the wind was blowing in. And uh, we pulled in there this morning and um, got shallower than the rest of the people. Hit spot lock on the trolling motor, and uh, Dino took over. And I'm not kidding you. It was 7-for-7 seven seven on cast with a jig and a shiner. We're talking a can-catch jig. You know, it's got a bigger wide gap. We didn't miss any fish early because they were the right ones. They were big enough to get the whole shiner in and a gulp. And, you know, just throwing it out there, letting it settle on the bottom, and, uh, boy, it was lights out. I just ran a net, and Dean caught him. And, uh, and that's got to be fun. Oh, it's great, Kevin. <clears throat> and it's just the opposite when we go for the big fish. Old Dino runs the net. <laughs> youngster, youngster does the big stuff. Well, um, what's what's the secret? I mean, parents and kids can get along really well in a boat, and maybe maybe not. Depends on uh, if they're willing to give a little give and take. I bet. You know, there's there may be some moments. You know, uh, being I, I I guess you look at it. You know, like I said in in, in the show last week. You know, uh, Dad was busy. Being on the road, making money for uh, Shane and I uh, as kids, so we could you know support us, so we could play our activities, you know sports. You know they're not cheap, and uh, he worked hard, and uh, and along with that opportunity, I got to you know just spend some time fishing myself. And like I said, uh, take kid fishing program here. Um, I caught my first walleye on Lake Bemidji during that program, and uh, just amazed that I was fishing with Rob Baumer, and and uh, had a chance to go out with that program and and realize that you can actually find fish with electronics, pull over them, pull some bait over them, and, and catch a few fish. So, truly unbelievable. Dean, this is such a great lake. Hey, let me tell you something, Kev. Uh, last week on in his interview uh, for the radio, you asked him who was in charge in that boat, and you wondered about, does he give orders? He gives orders. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. I'll take orders. <laughs> Um, it's been a great year fishing so far this year on, on both Leech and, uh, and Bemidji, especially for you guys. Oh, man. Last week was, besides the waves beating my, uh, <clears throat> I won't go there, crazy. It was, it was a great weekend, and we couldn't have come in any better than we did next to Aaron. I mean, a great guy, a great fisherman. But we finished third, and uh, I'm happy with that. 
I would just like to say, you know, you asked about uh, Lake Bemidji. Uh, you know, in the 20 years that we've fished, we have never caught as many fish as we did this year as far as, the, you know, the pre-fish going. And, and uh, I tell you what, the lake is just on fire. You can use jigs and minnows. You can use lindy rigs with leeches and just lindy rigs with crawlers. And if you pull seven to nine feet of water along a weed line, you're going to get bit. So, you know, the Bemidji area... Lake Bemidji is the hottest lake in Minnesota right now. I guarantee it as far as getting a few fish to take home and getting a few fish to take some pictures. More with the Champs coming up next. Fishing, the only sport with more logos than NASCAR. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Welcome back. Talking with the champions of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, Toby and Dean Cavallibach. I noticed uh, just the way you guys responded, you really wanted this. Oh, there's no question. We've been waiting a long time. And, and like, I, like I mentioned earlier, you know, when we were you know, being interviewed on stage... My dad, I, I won't reveal the age this time because he's standing next to me, but he's, he, you know, he's, he's contemplating retiring from fishing, at least tournament-wise, you know, just, you know, fishing into the sunset, so to speak. But, you know, there's never been repeat owners or repeat winners, and uh, I think I got him for one more year, but, uh, you know, it's totally special, Kevin. And it, it's so different than Leech. Leech can be really punishing when it's a big, windy day. I mean, Benji's not a small lake, but it's, it's not a huge lake either. It's a, it's a whole different animal. Oh, believe it, Kevin. Uh, it, it, it today was especially nice. It was cloudy, uh, light wind. We had some. We had a good walleye ripple, uh, and it was good. And uh, regarding uh, twenty years ago, it happened to fall on June the sixteenth. That was uh, he was a, he was a younger man then. He was. It was his birthday, you know, and, and Father's Day weekend, and, and uh, special. This tournament's been been very special for us, and my father has always said, Dino's always said, you know, I want to win this one one time before I hang it up. So it's special beyond words, Kevin. I knew when you guys came up last you had a good shot because that's the way they want to make this thing happen, and it pulled, and you did, and I could just see. Uh, I was just I was thrilled, too. I was so glad that two people I know real well and like real well won the tournament. Well, to be quite honest, I didn't want to scratch my boat up on the sand, so I was just waiting for a good dock space. I really didn't think we had over 17 pounds, but uh, I guess I underestimated our fish. And, um, yeah, it was just, we were waiting there for, for dock space, quite honestly. And, uh, and knowing that we'd probably be a top 10 team, and then when I got close enough, I could hear that 14 pounds at that point was leading, and then and I knew we had a chance. Well, now what are you going to do? Kevin, <clears throat> I would like to take two seconds to thank you, thank 101, which I listen to every morning at 7.30 trying to get a free egg sandwich. <laughs> but it's, it's special, and I, I'm going to go one more year, okay. and then I'm going to hang her up if we don't do it again. All right, there you have it. One more year with Dean in the boat. So you got you got to make it happen. I guess the pressure's on. You know, you know we, we, we're kind of in a tough spot here because we have uh, my niece, Dino's granddaughter and my son Hunter are both graduating next year. So we have some graduation parties to work around. So honestly, we were talking about this might be our last year because we weren't going to be able to fish next year. And then it's hard to get back in. And so either one of the kids are going to have to fail or we're going to have to reschedule. (laughs) 
We'll reschedule. We, we got to reschedule. All right. So, so um, what do you do now the rest of the year? Is I guess just fish and have fun, right? Well, you know, uh, I, I happen to guide and, and part owner in a, in, a, in a guiding outfit called Leisure Outdoor Adventures. And tomorrow, Kevin, I have a trip on Leech Lake at 6.30 a.m. So the, the party is going to be short for me, and I'm going to go back to work tomorrow. Um, but, uh, you know, we have one more tournament that will be uh, for sure one more tournament. We'll be fishing in Grand Rapids for the Pokegamba tournament. It's a big fundraiser for many programs in the Grand Rapids area, too. And uh, we'll be fishing that one. And... Uh, you know, we have a third place, we have a third place, first place, and uh, I guess we got to go in there and just swing for the fences. All right. Dino, what are you going to do? Well, uh, I'm going to fish uh, the Pokegama, and uh, but all else i got to say is uh, I'd like to thank all the folks that participated in this, and I'd love to thank 101 for all the jobs they do. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Dean and Toby Cavalibog, two great people, two great anglers, and a well-deserved champion of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. Congratulations, guys. Thank you very much. Thank Kevin. you. Toby and, Dean cla- Toby and Dean claimed the championship with a bag of 17.6 pounds of walleye. Finishing second, Chris Haley and Jerry Bergeron at 16.17 pounds. Terry and Nick Peterson were third at 14.81 pounds. Bill Lundy and Bruce Jean took fourth, 14.78 pounds. And finishing fifth, Carl Knutson and Brad Davis with a bag of 14.12 pounds. And the Lindahls took the big fish honors, $1,000 for the seven-pounder they brought in. Ask the aquatic biologist. Time to once again ask the aquatic biologist, Dr. Andrew Hapes from Bemidji State University, a tough question. Uh, and this is a this is one that concerns people around here. Uh, uh, one uh, lake in particular, Larry, uh, where we've heard this the last few years is Leech Lake. Yellow perch numbers are down from what they have historically been. Um, and I know it's happening on a few other lakes as well. Um, any theories on why this is happening? They're getting eaten. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you mentioned Leech Lake in particular there. Uh, we've had in Leech high female biomass numbers higher than what the managers have wanted they're trying to get them down and they're changing slots and the regulations to try to get some harvest of those females so that the number of fry aren't quite as high Uh, when you have a huge amount of walleye fry in a system right that year class of walleye tracks the year class of perch and they're they're eating those perch every year so if you have there has to be this balance. There's an optimal number of fry that every lake should have. It's not like dumping 50,000 fry per littoral acre in a system is good. Stocking more walleye or having the maximum amount of females as possible, those aren't good ways to manage ecosystems. All that does is create a density-dependent situation where they're eating themselves out of house and home, and you never even see them as an angler because they all die before it. And not only have you killed those walleye, you've also killed all the perch in the process. So I think we know that I mean, there's very strong evidence to suggest that's what's going on in leech with the perch, right, mm-hmm. is that we've just had higher than wanted fry numbers in the system because there's been a few too many large adult females in the system. Okay. There are, so statewide, right, I think there's two main things at play with the perch population and, you know, it's just my opinion here, based on what the evidence I've seen. There's probably, uh, you know, much smarter people than I looking at this, and you know, but we stock a lot of walleye, right? Yeah, and all of those walleye are eating perch. 
And the other thing is uh, our pike populations probably got a little out of hand too, you know, and they just tweaked the regs on those to try to fix that problem. So if you have a lot of hammer handle pike, they're probably eating the same things. Uh, So large predators are two of the main reasons, in my opinion, that our perch might be declining. There's probably more perch, more small perch. Mm. Overharvest of, you know, from anglers is another one too. We got to really watch that carefully. Well, I was going to bring that up. I mean, uh, I, we all like perch, certainly, and but particularly in the wintertime, uh, ice fishing is when you tend to hear a lot of people catching a lot of perch, and the numbers of people out ice angling has really dramatically grown in the last decade. Right, and, you know, I've seen numbers on that, too, where, you know, up on red, the numbers of wheelhouses in the last decade and how that's changed, and it's just extraordinary, right? And I think... On the whole, that is a, a great, great thing for aquatic ecology, right? Mm-hmm. We, because we were a little worried there that people weren't going to be fishing or go fishing. We we're starting to lose anglers. And now this, this new wave of technology has come on. It really has sparked some interest again. So that's a great thing that people are buying licenses and, and, and using the resources. But at the same time, you're right. Uh, when the data that I've seen on perch was on leech again, and the years when there is very little snow and good ice perch harvest in the winter they had one creel survey there in the winter that was in that scenario and there was perch harvest was through the roof in the last two months of the winter after walleye closes was when the most perch were harvested so Mm -hmm. if we get a few years in a row that are you know like that great ice low snow so you can drive all over the place i guess this last winter was kind of like that Mm mm-hmm Snow got a little deep late in the winter. That kind of limited some people. But if you have a year of perfect ice and no snow, there's going to be yeah. an impact on the perch populations because that's the only thing that people are willing to harvest at that time unless you're into Cisco's. So. Well, it's, uh, you know, and, and it's all a part of that balancing act. I mean, I know that people in, in Leech Lake are a little concerned because they've just got that walleye thing humming nicely now after a real problem quite a few years ago, and they don't want to see anything change that um and it's all and then now they're down to natural population in that lake but still uh that perch number i I mean it's been brought up enough times that i know it's something they're watching very closely very closely i mean we're thinking they're even thinking about changing the regs on perch and that the issue with it is there's been some data analyzed on that and to actually have a meaningful effect on the population i think they would have to change the limit to five instead of 20 so it's not like you know (laughs) <laughs> that's a big change. That's a that's a that's the reason it hasn't occurred. Is it's such an enormous change? So there'd have to be public buy-in on that, and that's a difficult thing. So there's just lots of really loaded issues with this question. Uh, it's really hard for a lot of people to conceptualize that more walleye fry in a system is not better. Right? Yeah, more. You know, extreme numbers of female biomass are not better. That's a difficult concept for people to, to follow for somebody who's not, like, studying it every day of their life, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but that's the case, right? You can't put unlimited frying system. Stocking is not always the answer, right? There's only so much food in the system for them right. to eat. So that's okay. a, a big issue. And then the other one you brought up is a great one, too, is just this wintertime harvest as a result of the wheelhouses, we really need to monitor that closely and get a handle on how those dynamics are going to change over the next decade and how that influences these perch populations. 
Another great one for Dr. Andrew Hapes yeah. to solve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do what we can. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, Andy. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. F-I-S-H-I-I-N for Bunyan Country. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.